All right, today is Monday, October 11th, 2021, and welcome back to another episode of the Unexpected Value Podcast. Um, I've recorded Tuesdays the past like two or three weeks uh, so I could watch Monday Night Football, but tonight's Monday Night Football is Ravens Colts, and so I don't really care to delay recording just for Ravens Colts, so I'm doing it today. Um, good weekend of football. Again, another successful weekend. NFL, I'm, it was crazy. There was a moment on Red Zone Channel where you had like, I think three game-winning field goals on the box at the same time. It was crazy. It was awesome. Um, that Steelers, or not Steelers, uh, Bengals-Packers game was just pure insanity. Um, and yeah, I almost switched it from Red Zone to the stream of that game itself but thankfully it was kind of that point where the three o'clock games were just starting and most of the 12 o'clock games were ending so pretty much just had it on lockdown and anytime there's a commercial it cut to a different game so that was that was sick um but yeah no i hope everybody won some money this weekend fantasy teams did well i'm pretty sure dude our gcd team took a just shit the bed it was awful um, Kenny Galladay had zero points. That was, that was tough. But my, uh, personal league went off, scored like 153. Uh, my opponent scored 90, but he also has Lamar and Jonathan Taylor. So those guys need to score like 65 collective points, which is unlikely, but I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> Monday Night Football players just seem to go off sometimes just to screw you. As soon as I saw that he had his RB1 and his quarterback, who's Lamar, on Monday night, I was like, oh, that's this might not end up well for me. But 60 points is a lot, so we'll see. Oh, and um, this is podcast, of course, is brought to you by gtdsports.com. Please check out our website, our Twitter. Uh, check out all our other podcasts that we got going on and some of the blogs that we posted. I haven't written a blog in a while, and I need to. Um, it's kind of ridiculous that I haven't. That's on me. I need to do better because uh, I uh, I write good blogs and I I need I need more of them out there. But uh, yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's start with some NFL and of course, as always, we're gonna start with the Cowboys. I'm I was actually worried coming into this game. It felt kind of like a trap game. We've also been undefeated against the spread, and I was like, this game will might be the first we lose. But then Daniel Jones and Saquon, of course, got hurt, which sucked because it was kind of a game at that point. I still feel like the Cowboys would have won anyway. Um, we were kind of pulling away at that point. But Daniel Jones decided to bull rush a guy. And my God, dude, when he when he did that, he, so he initiated the contact, which I mean, is fine. He was trying to make a play. And I've been somewhat higher on Daniel Jones for most of his career um, than most people. I mean, I, I never thought he was like super great, but I thought he was better than what people have been giving him credit for. Um, I really thought I was really afraid that the Giants were going to take off and then they just came out of the gate stumbling. But he's gotten progressively better over the season. Um, he hasn't really had that many turnovers or I don't think he's had any since that week one performance against the Broncos, which was kind of after that Broncos loss, I was like, oh, well, I'm not really afraid of the Giants anymore. And then they lost to the football team on that Thursday Night Football. And I was like, you know what? 
maybe I was wrong to fear the Giants, but they've they've shown flashes of why I was cautious about them. Like, um, you know, Kenny Galladay had a big game last week. Daniel Jones has shown improvement. Saquon was back and finally, and that sucks that he got hurt again. I don't want to see that. Um, as a fan, though, I mean, I was like, I was like, cool, we'll get the win, but I did feel a little robbed of what could have been a nice game to watch. But man, like, you know, Kadarius Tony, who was awesome that game, that guy's an, that guy's an idiot, straight up. He's a he's a fucking idiot. Um, he was having a career year. I mean, guys that you know, I mean, he had like what nine catches, close to 180 yards, and they ruined it. Just because he threw a closed fist punch to a guy wearing a helmet to the face. I'm like, dude, you're fucking, you're stupid. How, like, how does that make sense? How do you let your emotions get the best of you that much? And he also did that thing too when he like kind of maybe hurt his ankle and he got up and he like threw a little BF. He had his own bitch fit, which is BF, um, on the sideline and popped like his either a guy who just didn't dress or like an assistant coach or trainer or somebody popped him in the face and then didn't even like apologize or acknowledge that he <laughs> that he hit him in the mouth by him throwing a temper tantrum i'm like okay this guy sucks but he was he's definitely awesome on the field but uh um i think that they might have a problem with that guy in the future because he got disqualified i mean like how do you how do you just like ruin your career day that bad like he got immediately disqualified and he could have had 200 yards like guys would kill for a 200 yard day and he's rookie and then he just pissed it away i'm like dude you're you're dumb <laughs> so i'm i'm officially 100 on the Kadarius tony is a bitch train and i don't think i will hop off ever <laughs> um but he probably won't have that much of a career in the NFL after after his behavior. Honestly, I just you know I don't know. I was just like, dude, come on, like you're kicking at, you're kicking ass out there, and you're gonna act like that. I did not like that. But uh, yeah, I mean the Giants have shown flashes of what you know. Again, I felt cautious about them, um, but then they just can't get it together. I don't know what it is, but uh, that sucks. I don't know how long Saquon's gonna be out. Let me actually do a little quick search. Um, let's see, Saquon. Barkley. Um, hmm. Well, he's carted off. I knew that. Dude, that swelling on his ankle was gnarly. Like, I knew, like, he was probably going to be out for at least the game in maybe, like, a couple weeks when I saw the injury. And then, <laughs> and then you just cut to the sidelines and his ankles literally the size of a baseball and you're like oh shit uh oof so uh note to the nfl please stop scheduling week five uh giants at cowboys games it's terrible for both teams that's this is the game in the same exact week cowboys at home against the giants where Dak got hurt last year and now um this year where saquon is going to be out for a while i don't know if it's season ender in ending i hope not um and then Daniel Jones got a concussion, which he'll be back soon. And then uh, Kenny Galladay was out for the with was out with his knee. Who knows how long he's going to be out? Maybe like a week or two, or maybe he'll come right back. I have no idea. Um, 
It was just weird. Like you didn't even see it. Like he was he was a ghost the whole game, and then the report, the sideline reporter was like, "Yeah, he's not going to come back." I'm like, "Oh well, he was never here." But thanks. It's also on my fantasy team for the GTD league, which sucked. <laughs> As for the Cowboys, um, I just want to say that I love this team. Like this is definitely the most fun I've had watching a Cowboys team since Dak's rookie year back in 2016. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I just love how we go for it on fourth down pretty consistently, even though, I mean, it didn't always work in our favor. There was that one Dak interception in the first quarter, but then you had that other fourth and one um, in that first quarter play call where it was, they faked the run and went to the jet sweep to Albert Wilson. And I was like, dude, I just, I love this team. I love our play calling. Um, That one call where Zeke's touchdown in the third quarter where they faked it to him, and then the defender literally just didn't know what to do in between Dak and Zeke, and Dak just floated it up to Zeke, and he dog-walked it into the end zone. That was definitely a moment where I was like, damn, like, like not only are we killing it out there, but our team's having fun, and we're fun to watch. Um, locker room seems to be pretty gelled. Like, uh, As much as people want to talk shit about Mike McCarthy, I think one thing that he's done really well, after talking to my buddy, because I asked him, like, would you rather keep Mike McCarthy as head coach or move on from McCarthy and promote Kellen Moore as the head coach. And he said, I don't know because Mike McCarthy has done a really good job of changing our culture, which is like a good point because like, this is not a Jason Garrett football team by any means, you know, like Jason Garrett would just kind of like let our guys, cause there's moments games that I watch where I'm like, Holy shit, this team has just given up, you know? And, uh, we're you know we're actually like competing and fighting hard so i like that um and that's that's a pretty good pretty good reason that's definitely gonna be the question heading into our off season barring like a super bowl win is or maybe like nfc championship appearance is do we move on from mccarthy and promote kel moore which is a really good question like i kind of want to and then my friend brought up that and it's like okay well because the Cowboys are definitely one of those glamour teams where guys can just kind of get caught up in it, you know, where you have like movie stars in the sideline, the training camp, and all that shit, um, to where you know it can get kind of lackadaisical out there. So the fact that McCarthy has his team head on straight is definitely um, a good reason for him to keep his job. But we're about four months away from thinking about stuff like that. I think right now I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. Uh, we're looking like, you know, our schedule's looking pretty awesome right now. I mean, we do face the Chiefs, but, ooh, man. Yeah, let's talk about the Chiefs for a second. They, they got blown out. It's the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's lost by more than a possession in the regular season. Their offense looked out of sync, and their defense is just as bad as advertised. I just, ah, man, I... I still think they'll make the playoffs. Like that's that's pretty much a given. Um, them winning the division is still in question. I mean, they're sitting at two and three with the Chargers at four and one, so they're two games back. And I don't, I, I just don't know, just because that defense is so bad. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. They're definitely gonna beat up on le- lesser opponents. I feel like like they did against the Eagles, but when they come against an off, when they go against an offense that can score at will, like they can, um, they're going to run into some trouble, I feel like. 
So I, I don't even think that this team can make it to the AFC Championship. I really don't. I really don't. That may come back to burn me, but that's how I feel like. I feel like it's going to be probably the Bills, like because the Bills are just clicking on all cylinders right now. Hopefully they can keep it up because like who doesn't love the Bills and Bills Mafia? Um, but yeah, I, I just man the Chiefs. The Chiefs are kind of uh, they're in danger. They're in danger. Okay, um, what else? I want to talk about the Seahawks playoff chances now that Russell Wilson is going to be out for four to eight weeks. I seriously don't know what the timetable is. It's changed like three different times. Because then they said four weeks, and they said six weeks, and then they said six to eight. Now they're saying four to eight. So who knows? But uh, with Geno Smith, man. So this is Geno Smith played well in relief. He was fine. He had that awesome 98-yard drive, as we know. Uh, but man, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Let's look at their schedule. So they face the Steelers, Saints, Jags, and Packers over the next four weeks. And let's just say because the I'll just go split the difference and say that he's gonna be out six weeks. And then you have the Cardinals and then the football team. How many games can this Seahawks team realistically win? Like with court, with backup quarterbacks, you say to yourself, "Well, if they can go 500, then they did their job." But this team's already two and three with Russell Wilson starting those games, so it's kind of like okay. And Russell Wilson has done a really good job of hiding a lot of weaknesses that the Seahawks have had over the past like ten years. Um, like he's he's legit carried them a lot. So like, how bad are they going to be? And it might be. I saw somebody say that it might be good for this team in the long run because it shows just how vulnerable they are and how much like Russell Russ has just kind of kept them afloat. So maybe they'll do a better job of plugging up their holes, but I don't know. But like I I've I don't think they can beat the Steelers, especially after the Steelers showed that they can actually win a football game again after they beat the Broncos. Um, Steelers at home. Geno Smith, I don't think so. He can compete with that defense. Um, Saints, the Saints are weird. Man, they're going back-to-back primetime games. Sunday Night Football and then Monday Night Football with Geno Smith. That is, That kind of sucks. Uh, and then they play the Jags, who I hope they can beat the Jags, but I don't know. Weird shit happens when you have backup quarterback playing. And then Packers, no shot. And then Cardinals, no shot football team I think so which is another another Monday night football game between Seahawks and Washington if see if if the Seahawks get do they have another primetime game if Geno Smith starts all the Seahawks primetime games that isn't Thursday night football because that's kind of like I wouldn't necessarily label that as a primetime game necessarily because each team gets one um but like the real primetime games, if he Geno Smith starts all three of those, that's kind of pure comedy. <laughs> Just like, okay, like fuck us, right? Um, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, I don't think so. Like they could probably go two and four um, in that stretch. And so at that point, that would make them four and seven with a rusty Russell Wilson I guess because it will be out I don't know how good he's going to be when he comes back I don't man that's going to be tough 
because the NFC definitely has a lot of people that want to contend for those extra wild card spots. They're definitely not winning the division. I mean, I didn't think they were going to before Russell Wilson got hurt, but this just put a stamp on it. Um, but the fact that could they make the playoffs, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say no at this point. They're not going to because you already have you have the three extra spots. One of those is going to be taken up by either Arizona or the Rams, who, you know, whoever wins that division. And then the Panthers are going to be in the hunt. New Orleans is going to be in the hunt. NFC North, the Vikings might be in the hunt. Um, they're definitely better than the Bears. But uh, I don't think any team outside of, well, shit, I don't know. Maybe the Seahawks could make it. Because this is really, this is going to be a very peculiar wildcard chase for those last two spots outside of who outside of either LA or Arizona whoever doesn't win the division hmm because like nobody in the NFC is going NFC East besides you know the division winner who like by all means probably gonna be the Cowboys and then you have the NFC North who are just dog water and then the NFC South who like Maybe some teams can make a run. I think the Panthers. I don't know. They lost to the. They lost to the Eagles. Man, that's gonna be. Maybe they'll have a chance, and they're gonna make like a. I guess I take back what I said. The Seahawks could still make the playoffs. I'm not gonna roll them out anymore. Yeah, after looking at the at the landscape. That's gonna be. Uh, that'll be interesting. They'll definitely be in the hunt. I mean, because you can't ever discount. I guess Russell Wilson. I mean, it's like I, I say, let's say they go four and seven. They could win. That mean that gives them six games left. They could probably win five out of the last six, and snag a wild card spot. I mean, what would their schedule look like? Those last six after Russell comes back. Let's see. Um, they would play. The Niners, Texans, Rams, Bears, Lions, and Cardinals. Okay, I, that's mm. if the Rams and Cardinals are still trying to compete with each other for that for the division uh, and the number one seed, then I don't know. 49ers are still kind of weird. They go in that they go they balance in between good and not good. Um, Trey Lance just started his first game. So I, you know, Jim, Jimmy G will probably be the starter once he comes back. It's gonna be weird. This is gonna be a, it's gonna be a weird playoff hunt. Okay, that's about all the NFL I wanted to really talk about. Uh, shout out to the Aggies. That was sick. I don't think anybody picked the Aggies to actually. I don't. I saw a video too of like a TikTok of a girl like going up to all, all the guys at the party and saying like, "Hey, are we gonna win?" And they're all like, uh, yeah, sure, n- n- no, because it's Bama. And then they actually pulled it off, which nobody pegged, especially after they lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State back-to-back. Damn, that Calzada kid, man, he, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a tough son of a bitch. That throw to kind of, it was either to tie it up or seal it, I can't remember. Um, but in the fourth quarter, when he got rolled up on that touchdown pass, that was sick. That's definitely an all-time moment. I don't think I don't think A&M's beat Bama since 
Manziel did it. Um, which is just that's I mean that's crazy. Um, yeah, I went to I went to an and Bama game two years ago and they got curb stomped. So the fact that they got to do it at home, they rushed the field, which is like two hundred fifty grand, whatever. Like that's pocket change when it comes to a win like that. Like fuck it, you know what I mean? Um, I have a buddy that goes to AM still, and he's like, I I texted him. I was like, dude, like holy shit. And he's like, yeah, like we're burning College Station to the ground. Northgate was probably the place to be in America, the best place to be in America Saturday night. So that was sick. Um, I definitely saw some people's postings of just like how crazy CSTAT was and they were going off. Man, that's that's like the coolest part about college is like after your team gets a big win, you just go out and the whole, you know, everyone's going to be out where if it was like TCU is 7th Street, like A&M, it's Northgate. I mean, every college has like their district or whatever bars that they go to. Um, and Northgate was just lit up. It was awesome. Okay. Is there anything else with non-game related action? I don't want to talk. There's the John Gruden thing. I kind of don't really want to talk about that. Um, definitely weird though. I will say the one thing I will say about it is it's interesting timing coming out uh, because the Demore Smith had like a vote of no confidence against him earlier in the week. And then this came out about John Gruden sending this email 11 years ago. And then John Gruden is very uh, insistent that it was not meant for racial reasons. And then Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico on that Sunday Night Football thing kind of backed that up. Is that like rubber lips is a term for liars or something. But I mean, I don't know. You can never tell. With shit like this. Ooh, the Sixers think that Ben Simmons could come back? I doubt it. That's like the dumbest off-season storyline in the NBA right now. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a guy just where they cater to him so much and then he still gets mad because he can't play the game, you know, because he can't shoot. And that they, whatever. That guy's a, a waste of time. Um, hmm. Oh, you got uh, playoff baseball. It's been good. I definitely, I watched it all day Friday. Uh, a little bit Saturday and Sunday. Sorry, tuned it out. Sundays are for football. MLB should know that. I don't care if it's the playoffs. Sundays are for football during football season. Um, Strohs are, God, dude. I, I don't know when people are just going to realize that the Strohs are just a team that's built for the playoffs. Like they're they're two they lead two one right now. I have complete confidence that they're gonna finish out the White Sox and head to the ALCS probably against I don't know Boston leads two one now. Boston Houston that'd be interesting. Damn. Um, hmm. And then at the time of recording this, the Brewers Braves is one one and the Braves are up three zero at the bottom of the sixth. So the Braves might head to the CS. We might see an NLCS rematch between the Dodgers and Giants. Their third game is tonight at 8.30. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Playoff baseball is sick, though. I'm definitely going to be watching it. I'll probably have two screens up tonight with Monday Night Football and then the Dodgers game. I don't know who's going to get the big screen, though. Probably the Dodgers because, like I said, Colts-Ravens. Ooh, exciting. Thanks, ESPN. 
All right, so uh, that's pretty much it. I'm just going to do a Reddit reading, and then that'll be that'll be the episode. Okay, got one. Uh, am I the asshole for moving out mid-lease without telling my roommate? So I, 31 female, been living with my roommate and friend, and 27, also female, for two years. In February, moved into a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment, and things were going well until I left for a job for two months. During that time, Anne moved her boyfriend, who's 40, in. Holy shit, that's old. Uh, when I came back, the boyfriend was back at his parents. Seems like a winner. Uh, since then, boyfriend spends four nights a week at our place and has been more comfortable walking around in his underwear, making cleaning demands, and reorganizing our home. He also spends a lot of time in the bathroom, so she informed me whatever he is here, or whenever he is here, she has to use mine, which she leaves in a mess and often does not flush. What? Ew. This has been going on for around three months until I came home and heard him watching porn. I talked to Ann about that and him being here while she's at work. I mentioned that I did not sign up to live with two people, let alone a couple. Fair point. Uh, she told me that I was being selfish and she needs to feel comfortable here too. Oh, he needs to feel comfortable here too when I'm home because he sometimes does not know. I left the conversation at that point and started looking for a place of my own. I ended up moving out two weeks later while she was at work. She called several times and left texts about how I blindsided her and she couldn't afford to keep the place on her own. I told her that since she and her boyfriend wanted to play house that badly, he should officially move in and start paying for his home. So, um... That's interesting. So, of course, everyone in this is going to go not the asshole because everyone tells the story to their uh, thing. Yeah, not the asshole, not the asshole, not the asshole. God, some of these Reddit threads just really are stupid the way that they uh, talk about it. And, like, I don't know. They just always side with the person that tells the story because, obviously, the person telling the story is telling the whole unabridged story. Yeah, makes sense. Um, doesn't tell anything about Anne's financial situation, uh, her boyfriend who's 40 probably isn't exactly a winner in the financial department so it sounds like you fucked him a little bit like okay you're not a dick for moving out but you're a dick for moving out and not telling her and doing it in two weeks and not giving them um time to like prep or get brace for the the financial strain of you moving out so that's that's pretty shitty. Now, obviously, Anne needs to like keep her boyfriend in check and have her boyfriend not be at the house alone because it makes you uncomfortable. I was in a situation like that in college. Obviously, it's a lot different when you're in college than when you're in your late twenties and thirties. But like, uh, my roommate got a girlfriend in like I don't know September October. and she kind of got to the point where she was like coming in and out of our house like without telling our other two roommates and it was, we were just like the first couple times we were like, okay, that's a little strange. And then at one point, I don't know, she was just like barge in while the roommate who was her boyfriend wasn't there. And so me and the other boyfriend were like, Hey, me and the other roommate were like, Hey, what the fuck? So we just kind of told him, we were like, Hey, like you need to get your, like, why is your girlfriend coming over unannounced? And he was like, Oh, I'll fix that. And then he told her not to do that. And then, you know, it stopped happening, so it was a big deal. Uh, but it sounds like she was a little bit more... Um, she definitely should have taken your feelings into account because you live there too. 
right? And I get it. I mean, there's definitely been times where I've lived with people because living with people's hard, man. Like when they bring, especially when they bring around their bullshit or when other people come into the fray, it's like, it gets tough. But, and I've, I've felt like, you know, I didn't want to live where I was living at, but I ultimately stayed because like, boy, I, I just, I just worked through the issues that I went through. Uh, but I mean, you're not wrong for wanting to leave, but you're wrong for not telling them and just dipping out. Cause I did that. I dipped out for like two weeks and I didn't tell my roommates and they were kind of mad at me, especially my friend. Uh, he, he was kind of upset that I just like dipped and didn't say anything, um, which was kind of, and, and I, I apologize for doing that. But uh, yeah, like you, you can't just like dip while the person's at work and then just expect everything to be like cool. Like you're an asshole for that. But yeah, I'm reading and everything, everyone's just telling this lady how she's not an asshole. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm just really shocked to how uh, out of touch to reality, some of these people on the internet are just immediately just, yep, there you go. I'm shocked at all the, all the NTAs. She's your friend. You needed to tell her if things don't change, I'm moving. Exactly. So this person's definitely on point and it's good to see that not everyone is saying that this person's not an asshole because she is, but like everyone, this is kind of one of those situations where everyone kind of sucks. But if you would have just said, Hey, um, if you don't stop doing this, then I'm going to move out within, I don't know, a couple, like three months or something. Cause I mean, you really had to do it. You had to leave, move out in two weeks. Like it's that awful. Like, yeah, it's shitty, but like, I don't know, just stick it out. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like he was selling drugs out of the house or, you know, bringing a shit. Like it's weird that he's watching porn with full volume, just like willy nilly. But I mean, <laughs> to the guy's credit, at least you were not in the house since when you came in. Or maybe he heard you come in. I don't know. I mean, he's probably, you know, he's busy. But uh, at least he had the, the respect to start when he thought he was alone. I'll give him that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not, it's not like he was moving drugs or beating her or like, you know, he didn't say, I mean, he's probably kind of a slob telling you how to clean your house. That's just annoying stuff. So like, honestly, this person that made this post needs to get off uh, her high horse and just deal with some inconveniences for once in her life and just kind of deal with it and handle it like an adult because she's, she didn't, she didn't. If she was an adult, she would have said, Hey, fix this shit or I'm moving. But she tried to talk to her. The other girl got butt hurt. And then you got mad because she got mad about your inconveniences, which is stupid. Like she, the other roommate needs to take into account how you feel because you live there too. But you can't just like say, fuck it. All right, fuck you. I'm moving out. Here's this, I don't know, probably extra $1,200 to $1,200 for paying for this apartment that you thought you didn't have to take care of, which I didn't consult you about. Sorry, that's, that's, an, that's a shitty move. But okay, so uh, that's, uh, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. That was my Reddit reading. Um, good week of football. Probably coming up next weekend too. God, I love Sundays. I just want to say one more thing. Uh, when I was watching all day Sunday, I started drinking once the Cowboys started. Didn't move from my couch. And probably, I don't know, six, seven deep once uh, Sunday Night Football started. And the Sunday Night Football song was um, presented by Uber Eats. And I was like, wow, that is 
the smartest ad placement I've ever seen in my entire life because I almost ordered Uber Eats, but then I remembered that I needed to save money and I have food at home, but I was very close. So like bravo Uber Eats for knowing exactly when to uh exactly when and where to place their uh their ads. So yeah. But all right, thanks for listening.